Well, it looks as though a popular flea and tick collar is uh, being reported to have caused deaths in dogs and cats and even some humans. Wow. The uh, bear Soresto collar. Uh, One lady, the story that they write about is she put it on her dog and then uh, it was recommended to her from her veterinarian and then uh, took the dog home and the dog, you know, stopped breathing, rolled over and she didn't link it to the collar. But apparently uh, the uh, hundreds of pets, tens of thousands of injured animals and it's harmed humans according to documents from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Yet the EPA has done nothing to inform the public, according to this article. But a document provided to the story from the Midwest Center for Investigative Reporting and from the Center for Biological Diversity which is a nonprofit organization that watchdogs the APA as part of its work to protect endangered species, said thousands of pets are being harmed. And uh, these collars were introduced in 2012. They've received, the EPA has received 1,698 related pet deaths. (laughs) Wow. And they've reported more than 75,000 incident reports related to to the collars, including nearly a thousand involving humans. So I would say that if you were thinking about putting a flea and tick collar on your animal or your kids, uh, don't use the Soresto developed by Bear and now sold by Elanco. Uh, doesn't seem to be a good choice. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Before we get into the uh, mandates going away, and some people are still unhappy, and they really should be, and I've got a big I told you so, I knew it uh, story for you as well today here on Chewing the Fat. I want to talk about ice cream. I know, that's not the first time we've talked about ice cream on the show. So, you know when you eat the ice cream made by those other companies, you kind of have to rinse your mouth out afterward because, you know, they're a bunch of communists. Well, okay, so socialists. Okay, maybe they're not all communists. But the good news is, with Brooker's Founding Flavors ice cream, you've got an ice cream you can love and be proud to eat. Brooker's Founding Flavors Ice Cream delivers the ice cream you love with a, you know, historical twist. And during the month of March, you can try out the Guns of Boston flavor. It has chunks of Little Debbie oatmeal cream pie in it. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Now, this flavor celebrates Evacuation Day. That's when the British were forced out of Boston during the Revolutionary War good times and no month of march would be complete without a saint patrick's day flavor hello i wonder if it's going to be magically delicious uh the ice cream has mint oreo cookies uh it has mint oreo cookies and cream 
chocolate chip brownies and Andy's mints all blended into one very lucky scoop of ice cream. Why have I not had this ice cream yet? St. Patrick's Day flavored chocolate chip brownies, Andy's mints, and mint Oreo cookies with ice cream blended together. Ooh, man, does that sound good. You're going to... You can find all these flavors and a whole lot more on the Brooker's Founding Flavors ice cream website, brookersicecream.com. I know you don't have to go right to the store. You can go to the website and they deliver it right to your home. It's an amazing thing. Brookersicecream.com. And then you click on the Ship Nationwide tab and place your order and pick your date of delivery time and it comes right to your front door. Ice cold and delicious. Now, you know, obviously, you have to spend a little bit more. It only costs, as my father used to say, it only costs a nickel more to go first class, Jeff. And so you're going to pay a little bit more, but it is so much better and so good. I, they are, I cannot explain to you how good that ice cream is. It, it is not like the ice cream you're getting from the stores. It just isn't. And, you know, you don't have to wash your mouth out when you're all done because they're communists and socialists. Brookersicecream.com. Brookersicecream.com. Click on the Ship Nationwide tab. And soon I'm going to tell you about how good the mint Oreo cookies and cream, chocolate chip brownies, and Andy's mints blended into one lucky scoop of ice cream tastes to me. Uh, sure, the Guns of Boston flavor with chunks of Little Debbie oatmeal cream pie sounds delicious, but the St. Patrick's Day flavor uh, has got to find its way to my mouth. You can quote me on that, by the way. It has got to find a way to my mouth. Brookersicecream.com. And there is a way. I, right there, I just told you. Brookersicecream.com. Click on the Ship Nationwide tab. Brookersicecream.com. All right, let's talk a little bit uh, about uh, mask mandates. They were lifted statewide here in the great state of Texas. They were lifted statewide in Mississippi yesterday. Uh, I know Governor Abbott said a week from now it goes into effect, but there were many counties that said, okay, we're just doing it now. We're not waiting a week. And, uh, you know, there's still, you know, plenty of states that are, that's too soon and you just want people to die. No, what we want is personal responsibility. And I will say that there's still going to be all kinds of companies and different entities that are going to make you wear your mask when you go inside. You're not going to be able to do business with them without the mask and without the social distancing. And that's fine. That's the way it should have been from the very beginning. We've talked about it. Uh, a number of times here on the show. And it's just incredible. The numbers are going down. We've seen some counties now that are, you know, Romney said, I'm not Romney, uh, uh, Abbott said that uh, he uh, gave the counties an out so that if they reach a certain threshold in seven, within seven days for seven full days, then they can go back to the mandates and take over the power again in their counties. And, but there's absolutely not going to be any finding of people, any arresting of people, anything like that. So, 
some counties that are upset at that are lowering the hospital bed count so that it ups the chance for those percentages to be met. But anyway, people are, you know, you, you wonder what brought this on all of a sudden. It's been almost a year and we've had the mask mandate for almost that long, especially in the state of Texas. I mean, many people that live in the state of Texas were all wound up at the state mandates. And uh, I think a couple of things happened. Uh, we had the winter storm that proved to be quite a debacle here in the state of Texas, and it shouldn't have been. And that did not help the governor at all. And then we had CPAC in Florida, and Ron DeSantis and the state of Florida looked like uh, the world was the uh, that Florida was the place to be, and nobody was talking about Texas, and nobody was talking about how great Governor Abbott was. It was all about Kristi Noem and Ron DeSantis and the state that provided uh, personal responsibility. They said, "You have your own." world to take care of we're not mandating anything and uh governor abbott realized "Ooh, uh maybe those people that were telling me that all along were right and yeah maybe they were and then mississippi came along for the ride as well so i know that many of the states you know like california it's too soon it's too soon people will die and you can count on the press waiting for anyone to get sick so that they can say how bad this thing is in the state of Texas. So be ready for that as well. And if you live in one of the states that uh, has gotten rid of the, the state mandates, not the business, the businesses can do what they want. That's the personal responsibility side of the world. <laughs> oh, that's what's supposed to happen. Uh, here in America, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> and I love the, uh, the post from, uh, Ian Smith from, uh, Ian Smith fitness, uh, on Instagram and he's, uh, owns the gym in New Jersey and they've been fighting the state of New Jersey and the governor of New Jersey, which is, who is another world-class douche, uh, he, uh, posted yesterday, praise governor Abbott because he opened Texas. Nah. Why did you wait until now? Almost a full year. No applause here. Lives have been ruined and you want to pat on the back for undoing something that shouldn't have been done in the first place? Politicians are the problem. I mean, yeah? Okay. Um, let me tell you a story that I'm going to start out with. I told you so. Uh, El Chapo's wife. The uh, Emma Coronel Aspiro, uh, wife of El Chapo, the beauty queen, uh, you know, who has been arrested and is, uh, you know, being held on trafficking charges. And we did the story, I think last week, that talked about how she was going to turn state's evidence and start, uh, you know, ratting out all these people. Uh, to be and then go into witness protection. And I told you then, there's no way. I mean, that should be, that's just somebody trying to set her up. No way. Uh, I mean, they, they want to set her up and have her come to the table and say, you know, okay, I'll tell you what you want to know. Well, her attorney uh, was pissed. And he said that uh, uh, the leak was designed to kill her family. Uh, yeah. 
No kidding. Uh, Jeffrey Lickman, the guy who represented uh, Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, uh, now defending the wife, uh, was really pissed. Uh, he said, I'm not going to comment on what she is or what she isn't going to do. The planting of the story is absolutely the most despicable thing, probably the worst prosecutorial governmental misconduct I've experienced in 30 years. I've been involved with fabrication of evidence, destroying evidence, lying to judges, lying to juries by the feds, but to actually put this out there is an attempt to murder her and her family. Let's be clear about this. She's got two nine-year-old girls that are exposed, obviously, and to put this out there so flippantly is designed to kill them. That's her attorney. And I couldn't agree more. Wow. I mean, this just puts her in a spot that even if she was thinking about cooperating, she probably doesn't want to now. And if she wasn't, she doesn't want to now. But they think they're going to force her hand to having to uh, cooperate. Otherwise, she's dead, right? The only way that she can stay alive is cooperate with the feds. Anyway, it's just, it's just agonizing. Uh, and if that leak was put out there to do that, uh, it wouldn't surprise me to have, you know, the charges dismissed because it's uh, despicable, despicable. So the 8th of March of 2021, if you're listening to this podcast live, it is the 3rd of March, 2021, but coming up on the 8th of March, uh, the trial the jury selection for the trial begins. That's what I'm calling it now. I'm just going to call it the trial. It's where uh, ex-police officer Derek Chauvin is charged with murdering George Floyd. So they are battening down the hatches in Minneapolis, man. They are turning the courthouse into a fortress. All right. Uh, they've put in concrete barriers security fencing barbed wire including uh increasing security in the area with minneapolis police i don't know how many of those are left hanneman county sheriff's deputies minnesota state troopers and the national guard so it should be a fun time in minneapolis as long as the trial is going on uh they claim that hey uh, we are uh, not going to be flat-footed. We're not going to be caught flat-footed. They've been uh, working on this now since July. Uh, you know, what was going on in July? Oh, I don't know. The city was burning. Uh, you know, the country and the world was burning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that probably, that probably set off a few thoughts of what could happen during and after the trial. So, uh, they are, uh, they are getting it together and getting ready for the, uh, for the trial. And so the city council unanimously approved paying six social media influencers to help spread city approved messaging and updates throughout the upcoming trial of Officer Derek Chauvin. And they approved $1,181,500 for 
communication with the community during the trial. Now, like any great government plan, uh, only $12,000 of that money is going to go to pay the influencers. <laughs> Wait, what? They, they said, yeah, hey, we need to do this and we'll give you over a million dollars, like $1,181,500. Yeah, and we want the influencers to, uh, you know, to be put out, you know, approved messaging and updates during the trial, but we're only going to pay you know, $12,000. So that means they're going to give each influencer a couple of grand. Um, how about no? If I was an, inf- <laughs> if I was one of the influencers, they asked, I would say, um, yeah. Uh, how about no? Um, I need a little bit more cash than that. If I'm going to be spreading out what you want me to spread out, no problem. But, uh, according to the city council now, uh, that, has been shelved. Oh, they're not going to do that project anymore. Really? Yeah. Now we've dropped our plan to do that. Um, look, we're not going to pursue the cultural social media partners, said the city of Minneapolis director of neighborhood and community community relations, David Rubidor. Uh, when we make a mistake, uh, we will acknowledge that and we will do better. Oh, Okay. So most of the people in the community were like, um, how about, uh, no, we don't need that. And, uh, the influencers, you know, need to be trustworthy and we just don't want them pushing out things that you want them to push out. And we want to make sure that if somebody endorses something, you need to make sure that that's what they actually believe, no matter how much they get paid. Really? Is that what you think? If somebody endorses something, you want them to actually believe it. But if they do, and it's something you don't like, you want them banned. Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> uh, but they want the, uh, you know, they want all the information a hundred percent transparent. We don't want any misinformation sent out. On top of which, I did like that. Uh, you know, they go on to talk about, uh, you know, um, if. If we need to do anything, you know, with that money, say like, you know, the million dollars that you uh, allotted for it or allocated for it, um, you know, they they should spend that money uh, in the communities directly. Oh, okay. And what does that mean? Do you have some ideas where or whom in the community should get that cash? (laughs) I bet you do. I bet you do as you're part of the, uh, you know, city organizers. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, The community organizers. I bet you do. But anyway, it's been dropped in. We've got that to look forward to coming up at the beginning of the trial. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something golden drink as it is. Oh my gosh. So good. Did you see where like 895 head of cattle on a ship that is in a Spanish port of Cartagena? Uh, they're looking to kill them all. They need to get rid of them all. So they've been out at sea for a couple of months and they are deemed now no longer fit for export. Incredible, right? So they 
sailed from the port of Cartagena in December, uh, destined for Turkey. The Turkish port authorities said, no, uh, no, we're not too sure about their health right now, even though the paperwork seems fine. So no. So then they went to Libya. And uh, Libya was like, uh, nope, you know what? No, uh, Turkey didn't want them. And now we don't want them, even though you have the paperwork. But now we're concerned about them. So then they brought them back to Spain. And the Spanish authorities are like, nope, you're not getting them off the ship just yet. We're not real sure about it. They brought in the government veterinarians and the minister of agriculture. And... The minister said, yeah, these animals need to be sacrificed. Oh, they're unfit to either transport to another country or return to Spain. Okay. So now they're just going to kill them, I guess. I don't know what, how they're going to kill them. I don't want them thrown in the water. Uh, I mean, then they're going to have to burn them, right? You don't want them thrown in the water. You don't want them set on land. You're just going to, uh, you know, kill them. And so the animal rights groups have now denounced the slaughter of the livestock. And their comment, though, the uh, Euro group for animals said, this is yet another wake-up call to urgently end live export. So what does that mean? That we have to make sure that they're all dead before we export them? I guess, I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what they think it means, but to me, uh, it just means that we want them all dead before they leave the country, right? So now what do they do? What do they do? And they bring in, you know, they bring in 40, 50 people to the ship and just, oh, I like your, your gun better. Oh, that's a nice one. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. We're going to bring in about 10 people and drop them like flies. <laughs> All right, you take that corner over there, okay? Yep, no problem. I got you. I got you. Oh, shoot. I wish I would have brought my semi-automatic. All I brought was... Yeah, that's all I got. Sorry. 895 times... Yeah, you're going to be... That's some, that's some ammunition. Yeah, you're going to do, need to do that. Bring in the military. Oh, yeah, no. You know, just load up. What are you doing? We didn't, I don't expect you to... Okay, thank you. That's what I... <laughs> I, I, know, I want you already loaded up. Right? I mean, then what? And then after you shoot them, what happens? You're going to have to burn them? I mean, I don't know. That's... I mean, the people on the ship want the cattle gone, man. They got they got other cargo. To, they're losing money just having the cattle walk around sick. They're going to have to hose that thing off after. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. So it'll be, look for smoke at the port uh, when they start burning all the cattle. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, if you're listening to this show and you're not a subscriber to the podcast and you're just listening, uh, you're just freeloading, without being a subscriber, you need to stop being a freeloader and become a freeloading subscriber. And that's by subscribing to the podcast. You can subscribe on the platform that you're freeloading listening to right now. Or you can, you know, choose iTunes or iHeartRadio or Stitcher or Spotify, whatever warms the little cockles of your heart. 
and uh, become a subscriber because, listen, you know as well as I do, nobody likes a freeloader, right? I mean, you, you know that. But everybody loves a freeloading subscriber. So stop being the kind of person that nobody likes and turn yourself into a person that everybody loves. And you can start by subscribing to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> okay? All right. Thank you very much. And then uh, what we need from you is you might as well subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat. Same name. And then you might as well follow me on social media as well. Otherwise, we may have to, you know, it could get ugly. You never know. You never know. You know I'm not going to pull out a weapon. Stop it. I don't think of you as cattle on a ship that's sick. Yet, anyway. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to that's gonna be fascinating to see what happens to that cattle. Anyway, and uh, you see where Oprah? Oh, no. It's not good to uh, <laughs> mess with Oprah, man. And apparently the rumors say that Oprah is livid with Prince Harry. I know. So they've got a big interview coming up this weekend, as a matter of fact. You know, for me, I'm just really relieved and happy to be sitting here talking to you with my wife by my side. Because I can't begin to imagine what it must have been like for her going through this process by herself all those years ago. Because it has been unbelievably tough for the two of us, but at least we had each other. That's the promo that they released uh, online for CBS Presents Oprah with Meghan and Harry, a primetime special, Sunday, March 7th. So at the end, oh my gosh, this video, at the end when he says, at least we had each other, and she says, yeah, as she turns away from him. She doesn't continue to look at him when she says, yeah, after that. She turns away from him with this look of, I'm telling you, their their marriage is doomed. I know she's pregnant now uh, with the second kid. It's over. But now, all right, let's move on with that because we started with Oprah being pissed. So Oprah has this big interview, right? I mean, it's the biggest interview of 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 the of the deal, right? The Duke of Sussex, and they've given Oprah the the life and what happened and why they left the royals in their first interview since they left. But Harry shows up on James Corden's The Late Late Show, <laughs> riding on the top of a bus, and he's answering all kinds of questions that Oprah was supposed to have the exclusive answer to. <laughs> so, I mean, Oprah has already sold this interview to CBS, and CBS has already sold it to the United Kingdom, right? I think that I think they get it 24 hours. Uh, after it airs here in the U.S. this weekend. And it's just incredible. I mean, that's got, Oprah's got to be pissed. But now more people are going to see Oprah do this interview than James Corden, you know, riding around at the, on the top of a bus with Harry in California. But I got to tell you, if I'm Oprah, I'm pissed too. But more telling is that promo, man. Wow. And she says, yeah. And I know that I'm, I know, I know, I know, I know. But when she turns, man, at the end and says, yeah, 
because he says at least we had each other and she could hear her go yeah but she's turning away from him to look back at oprah with this look it did not look good man i think my call is right it won't be very long and that divorce is happening because it's been unbelievably tough for the two of us but at least we had each other oh as she turns her head away and then says yeah it's incredible uh, I know it's the Royals, I get it, but I can't wait for this interview. And there's going to be some telling stuff in this interview. And it looks like they've interviewed. They were interviewing at someplace really nice, probably at the, uh, probably at uh, you know the Meghan and Harry uh, new house. And uh, we'll just see. It's so beautiful with them and Oprah. I guess it starts out with. I guess it starts out with just Oprah and Meghan, and then Harry comes in. And uh, at least we had each other. Yeah. Oh, man. That's like a knife in his heart, man. Could I be reading more into it than is there? Sure. But I don't think so. Yeah, it does look like they're in, uh, where is it? They, they live, uh, Montecito. Right? With, uh, that's where, uh, that's where they all live. Uh, uh, Katy Perry. <laughs> Uh, Oprah. Oprah has a place there too, so that's probably where the interview was. Yeah. Ellen uh, and Porta, of course. Gwyneth Paltrow, Natalie Portman, they all they all live in that neighborhood. So, that's a... I'm sure that's where it was. I see where Ellen, though. She's selling one of her dumps. So, she must be happy out there in Montecito uh, because uh, she's selling one of her Beverly Hills homes for... I don't know, $53.5 million. <laughs> she bought it for 45 so she's making a little bit of cash. Uh, she bought it a couple years ago, way back in 2019. Um, 10,000 square feet. Uh, it's a pretty nice place. Pretty nice place. It's got its uh, you know outdoor kitchen, pizza oven, tennis court, resort-style swimming pool, and then... Over there on the other side of the property, it's got its own bar and the dining room, a guest house, it's spa. You know, it's just one of those little dumps in Beverly Hills. So uh, they, I guess they, you know, they're, they're not happy with it. Uh, maybe we're running a little bit low on cash uh, since the big debacle. I see where a couple other houses for sale too that would be nice. Uh, Steve Spurrier, uh, former Florida Gators, South Carolina Gamecocks coach steve spurrier the old ball coach uh selling his place in saint augustine i would uh, love to have that place if you would like to buy steve spurrier's house for me in saint augustine that would be very nice it's only 5.8 million dollars and it's his little crescent beach getaway he bought it for four hundred thousand dollars well he bought the property for four hundred thousand and then he built the house Took him about five years to build the house, so he's selling it now for five point five point eight million. You could probably talk him into five million. So if you'd like to buy myself and my family this place in St. Augustine, right there on the ocean, uh, and in between the you know inland waterway and the ocean, uh, the Atlantic Ocean, that would be very nice, and I would love you so much for it. Um, you know, he was asking six. And now he's dropped it. He's dropped it a couple hundred thousand. So you could probably talk him down to five. Uh, it's 7,734 square feet, five bedrooms, seven full bath, two half bathrooms, 
three stories connected by an elevator. Nice. Plenty of rooms for family members and guests. Upper level has views of both the intercoastal and the Atlantic Ocean. Nice. Got the wraparound balcony. Yeah, it looks pretty. Really nice. Uh, really nice Florida home there on the Atlantic. <laughs> uh, the top floor has a chef's kitchen complete with two cooktops, uh, three ovens, wine fridge, walk-in pantry, along with a breakfast bar. Master suite features a separate sitting room, dual bathrooms, closets, room uh, as a gym, uh, office built-ins with half a bath. Also, the upper floor, ground floor has a kitchen, dining and living room, two-bedroom suites. Down one more floor, an enclosed walkway leads from the three-car garage, sauna, storage, another gym. Hallway shot shows what appears to be uh, sports memorabilia. Well, yeah, I mean, he's Steve Spurrier. Hello. And above the garage is an apartment for guests with two bedrooms and a kitchenette there, too. So you can, you know, go ahead and stay above the garage. You're not going to stay in the main house. No, uh, no. The main house is not for you. But uh, you can stay in the main house. So maybe you get, you know, if you'd like to get that for me, that would be wonderful. I would really appreciate it. And so would my family. Uh, it'd be very, very nice. Now, sure, you could get the Ellen DeGeneres dump in Beverly Hills for 53 point. What's she selling that place for in Beverly Hills? 53.5 million dollars. You could probably talk her down to 53. She spent 45 on it with probably some renovations, but. You get her to 53 and uh, she still makes a couple of bucks and you're sitting pretty with your Beverly Hills, uh, with your 10,000 foot Beverly Hills house for 53 million. I'm not greedy though. Okay. I'm not going to try to ask for too much. I'd rather have the St. Augustine house for 5.8 million. I see where Joe Buck is selling his place in St. Louis. I'd sell that place in St. Louis if I was you too, Joe. Uh, he wants $3.3 million for his place in, uh, in St. Louis. It, it looks nice. It's a kind of a ranch style, you know, house there outside of St. Louis. It looks like he's got some property. It doesn't say what's he got. Uh, see 3.3 million. Wow. I mean, he, he didn't even pay a million dollars for this place, so he's making some extra cash. Wow, so it's got the basement, has a wet bar, wine room, two gyms, full set of weights. Yeah, big deal. Uh, sunroof, family room with French doors, fireplace, hardwood floors, wrought iron chandelier, rustic, family rooms, French doors, built-in grill, decked-out cabana. Oh, that's pretty. It's got the big pool. Nice. Very nice. Owner's suite built for two, walk-in closets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's an up north ranch style house. Three point three million. Bought it for eight hundred thousand bucks. Wow. That's a prices have gone up for Joe and Megan, you know, the wife. So uh I mean I don't really want that, but if you wanted to get it for me, along with the Saint I'd prefer I really want the Saint Augustine place. You know, if you want to throw in the Saint Louis house when you're buying Let's say you have an extra 10 mil laying around and you can get both places, the one in St. Augustine and the one in St. Louis for 10 million or below. And you want to give them to myself and my family. Thank you. Thank you very much.
Amazon uh, folded. And they, of course, they folded because they're one of the proud, woke companies in America today. But they changed their smartphone app that uh, had, you know, the Amazon smiley face, arrow, whatever you want to call it, on it. But they put what was considered to be just a piece of tape over the top. You know, and it was jagged edged piece of tape over the top above the Amazon smiley face. Here, I'll hold it up to the camera. You can see it. See what it looks like? Yeah, it's got the Amazon logo and it just has that little piece of blue tape there at the top with the jagged edges. And just looking at it, you think, okay, that's their new smartphone app. But you can quote me on this. Once you see it, you see it. And uh, people complained that that particular shape with the smiley face arrow and the jagged edge piece of tape over the top looked like Hitler. <laughs> now, you know, you think of it before I told you that. Here, I'll look at it again. There, I held it up to the camera. Um, and you think, okay, well, that's just the Amazon logo with a little piece of tape. But, when you then now it's in your head that it looks like the Fuhrer and uh, you know now you now you can't unsee it that's all you can think of so one uh, person uh, you know of course one of the comments was uh, looks like a happy little cardboard Adolf to me <laughs> one person said at new app logo looking like they're the third most downloaded in the Reich section that's awesome. <laughs> really, really funny. But you can't have that. This won't stand in today's woke culture, man. No way. And I'm told that it's not woke anymore. We keep using that term and it's not woke anymore. And now I'm trying to remember what it is. I'm going to have to ask my daughter. So hold on a second. And I got to go. <laughs> go ask my daughter <laughs> hold on and i'll find out okay so just calm down I gotta ask my daughter she'll have an answer for me okay so here we go there's two of them now all right there's two terms that are the new terms for wokeness you know woke all right the the one is lit okay that's that's one and the other is poggers P-O-G-G-E-R-S, poggers. So poggers is something that's really cool and exciting and lit, I guess, is the same thing. So I guess originally that was for things that were woke. So lit and poggers. So anyway, Amazon is a, you know, woke company, All right, So they're going to change, and they just did. They didn't announce it. They just did it. They just changed it, and they instead made it a left the you know of course they're leaving the amazon smiley face arrow but then they instead of the jagged edge full piece of tape over the top you see here i'll hold it up to the camera it's a full piece of tape over the top and then it just has a corner pulled up so i guess it's a you know guy with a hair lip <gasps> no, that's not it. Just stop it. It's just a piece of tape with the corner pulled up. It's not, it doesn't look like Hitler. It doesn't look like someone with a hair lip, nothing. 
It's just an Amazon logo for their app icon with the tape corner pulled up. So, okay. And of course, of course, Amazon, you know, didn't have a big press release. They just did it. It's always exploring new ways to delight their customers. <laughs> they designed that new icon to spark anticipation and excitement and joy when customers start their shopping journey on their phone, just as they do when they see our boxes on their doorstep. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what it is. That's what I think of when I order on Amazon. Anticipation, excitement, and joy. I just want my product. I just want my product, okay? I don't care if the app icon has a mustache, has a hair lip, has a piece of tape on it, but, you know, they do. And, you know, it's a billion-dollar company. Billions-dollar company. And if they want to put a piece of tape over the top of their little smiley face arrow, then you go right ahead. So I had this sent to me uh, on social media that uh, talks about uh, moms now and moms then. And it's, you know, captioned with, uh, anyone else think this is a big reason why we have these whiny temper tantrum throwing fascists ruining everyone's lives now? They're the same brats who walked all over their parents. And so there's a list. And we, and the list is interesting. Uh, you know, it's back, back when I was a kid and they didn't do that. I'll tell you that right now. So, uh, moms, uh, now that word is inappropriate. Moms then say that again and I'll wash your mouth out with soap. (laughs) Uh, Moms now good job trying one bite for the dinner I made. Now you can have mac and cheese. Moms then. You'll eat what I make, whether you like it or not. There are starving children in the world. (laughs) I never even got the starving children in the world. It's like, that's what I made for dinner. You're going to freaking eat it. Mom's then. I can see you're upset. Take a deep breath and use your words. Mom's then. You better stop crying or I'll really give you something to cry about. Yeah, that was more dad's really. I mean, that was well, especially in the cars. Don't make me pull this thing over. I will give you something to cry about. Mom's now. You can't walk around the block by yourself. I'll drive you. Text me when you need a ride back. Mom's then. You want to go out. Take your bike. Be home before dark. <laughs> That's a fact. And how about uh, not only you want to go out, uh, go. Uh, you've been in the house too long. You can't be sticking inside the house all this time. Get out. I don't care if you take your bike. Get out. Uh, you can play in the yard. You can go over to your friend's house. But I don't want you around here. <laughs> Mom's now. I packed your bento box with almond butter on whole grain kale chips and an organic smoothie. <laughs> Mom's then Take a brown bag with a bologna sandwich and Wonder Bread. Grab a Twinkie and a Hawaiian Punch, too. Man, I would have loved to have a Twinkie and a Hawaiian Punch. It was, uh, it was a bologna or peanut butter and jelly sandwich and uh, maybe an apple. Maybe. And uh, you can get a milk at school. 
if you get a chocolate milk, but I'd rather drink have white milk at school. And here's a little small bag of chips, some kind of some kind of chips, and maybe even not a small bag of chips. Maybe you get a handful of chips from the big bag into a Ziploc uh, in the paper bag for your lunch. That's why I, I used to have a guy that I went to school with that would eat the whole apple, you know, the 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 core and everything. I never I never could do that. Um, as you know, I could eat. I could. This is going to come as a surprise to you. I could eat a lot of things. And, you know, have and did. But I didn't eat the apple core. I, it was the strangest thing. My man, Carrie, we'd be eating lunch in the school gym where we everybody ate lunch. And you didn't sit over there on that side of the gym. All right. You were, that was, you built up to that. Those were the, those were the ninth graders. You are the seventh and eighth graders. You're sitting over here. And the eighth graders sit here, and the seventh graders sit there, and that's the way it is, you know. <laughs> and you were made aware. You were made aware that first week uh, in the in the school where the sitting takes place. Who are you? Why are you sitting here? You don't belong here. You belong over there. Go now. I mean, you do not get those days back, man. I guess you do. I guess you do. That's why children are so bad and they get bullied in school. They just can't live. Instead of just going over there and sitting in your part of the gym, uh, how about you zip it and go over there and eat your lunch there and don't bother us over here. How about that? That was kids then. Maybe kids now too, except kids now say, no, you're bullying me. <laughs> Say that again. I'll wash your mouth out with soap. Oh, and I'm looking forward to coming up on Friday, right? The 5th of March, 2021. The uh, coming, the number two America drops on Amazon. It's, I, that is going to be fun to watch. I may have to watch the first one and then we'll go right into the second one i'm not sure but i'm looking forward to it i can't wait i've i'm kind of worried that the best stuff i've already seen in all the trailers and the rest of it is just going to be eh. so cross your fingers for coming to america because the first one is comedy genius uh, one of the funniest movies ever uh, some of the greatest lines ever. Uh, you know, I can quote that movie from here uh, to the end of time uh, for anything. And uh, so let's let's hope, keep your fingers crossed, that coming to America, which is going to be up on Amazon or down on Amazon or drop on Amazon uh, Friday and... Uh, so it should be, should be a good weekend. And I've got the, I've got the documentary on Woody Allen to watch. I've got the, uh, I've got the other Dingleberry movie I've got to watch that's up on, <laughs> you know, the, the stupid new movie, Tom and Jerry. We talked about it yesterday. So, I mean, there's stuff to watch, man. There's stuff going on to watch. Plus I read, we got to talk tomorrow about, uh, 
Yellowstone and some spinoffs of Yellowstone and Kevin Costner and some of the deals he's working on. We've got to talk about that tomorrow because uh, I'm a little ticked. I'm a little ticked at some of the articles about Kevin Costner. And I don't think they know who they're messing with. And we're going to remind them who they're messing with. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You heard me. Don't. Don't make me pull this thing over. I'll give you something to cry about. Oh, 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 o